Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're telling the story of how Kingdom Faith has developed over the years, Colin, because we've made literally hundreds of programmes over the years. We've never talked about this subject before. You've been in ministry for 45 years now, and Kingdom Faith Church is here today in Horsham for all to come. But of course, there's such a story behind this church. It started in Luton, where you experienced revival. You then travelled the nations for many years. You formed a community during the late 70s, 80s called The Hyde. You then opened a Bible training college. And you ended yesterday's programme by talking about the sadness you felt in the 90s when people said, yes, this revival, this renewal is very exciting, but now we want it to be an Anglican revival or a Baptist renewal. Yes, that actually happened in the 80s, but we saw the effect of it in the 90s because, you know, for a little while that was exciting for people in their denominational things because they were doing something new and different. But I'm afraid it was the beginning of the end. You were sad about that. I was very, very sad because I I knew that it was not really what the Spirit of God was saying. So they were thwarting God. So did David Watson. Both of us were very sad. What was your response to that? Because all these years, well, there there wasn't anything we could do about it. I mean, we did everything we could to try to dissuade people from taking that course. I just had to get on with doing what God was was leading me to do. I mean, you don't sort of stop just because you feel people have made a wrong decision like that. But very discouraging, surely. Well, I was concerned about what the long-term effect would be, and the long-term effect has been what I feared it would be, that you don't see the coming together now in the way that you used to and the affirming of one another in the way that... Uh, I mean, it was just a genius of the Holy Spirit to transcend all those denominational differences. And the people still had their differences of doctrine and everything, but they they really understood in that time that there is much more that unites us than divides us, and that in the Holy Spirit we will find true unity, and that's clear in the Scriptures. And there was this wonderful move of God that did actually touch all the churches and none. I mean, you know, there's so many new churches were beginning. Uh, And yet um, the life that God was creating was the same, irrespective of the denomination. And God was moving in in places where many never, ever expected to see the Spirit of God move. But we had to get on with fulfilling our call. And you see, I think it was really because of that that God said to us, right now I need you to start a church. Were you surprised at that? No, because I'd sensed for some time that the time would come and a number of international leaders of great reputation were saying to me, Colin, we believe that you need to start a church. Did you resist it? Did part of you think, I didn't want to because, I mean, I pastored a church and I knew what responsibilities this would bring if we were to do the job properly. And because our focus had been on taking revival to the churches, I didn't want to get involved in anything that was going to detract from that, simply because our focus would now have to be on building a local congregation as well. But if God tells you to do something, you do it. So I knew that we had to obey what the Holy Spirit was saying. And the reason that the Lord gave us was that now that everybody was going back into their denominational enclaves, he needed us to form a church that could be a model, that could actually, if you like, 
be a demonstration of what we were teaching. That's quite a tall order. That's a very tall order, and we're still working on it because only the Holy Spirit could produce such a people. But um, those who have experienced Kingdom Faith, and especially those who experience Faith Camp, will know that there is something that is unique, really, about Kingdom Faith. And I don't say that in a proud sense, but it's simply because of what God has done and is doing amongst us. But Colin, just to talk a little bit about the fact that you knew this was not God's best plan. You knew that he was sad that so many leaders had gone back into their denominations and turned their back on what could have been a very different situation. There must have been part of you that really felt deep sorrow about that. Yes, but I got over it very quickly. I mean, I didn't allow it to hinder me or anything. I just said, okay, um, that's the decision they make. I pray for them. God bless you. May God prosper. I, I actually said to them, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I said, I hope I've been wrong and that this really is God's will and that God's going to bless you and prosper in it. But no, I mean, you, you can't, there's no point in living with regrets, so you, you just get on. I mean, we had plenty to do. I was so busy. I didn't really have time to stop and, and uh, you know, get all downcast about it. Um, so we just kept going. And we started the church about 15 years ago. And I knew that if this church was to be a model of what we taught, it had to be birthed out of a real move of God. So I said, okay, Lord, what are we to do? He said, just meet every night for three weeks. Well, we did that. And of course, we, we didn't have a church builder or anything. Initially, we met in a worship hall at our Bible college. That became too small. So then we had to hire a marquee. And uh, at the end of those three weeks, there was such a wonderful, wonderful move of God. I mean, we were exhausted. But there was a wonderful move of God. And we took the first people into membership. Uh, if I remember right, it was about 230 people. So that's a good way to start a church. Had they moved <laughs> from different parts of the country? No, where, no, no. Who were they? No, 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 no. These were just people from the locality. Some of them, of course, had known our ministry because we'd been blessing churches in the area over the time. But we didn't want to take people away from churches. That was not the idea. There were some people that, if you like, were... I mean, really, we had brought them to the Lord. They were kingdom faith people anyway. But, I mean, there were a lot of other people that came to the Lord during those three weeks. So we started uh, we started a church with 230. We'd have to sort of work up to 50 and then the 100 and then through the 150 barrier and the 200. So that that was a great blessing. Were you preaching the every church, Sunday? The church grew very fast. No, no, no. I was still traveling all over the world. I mean, I was here for those three weeks. Uh, and uh, but then I was I was off here there and everywhere. So uh, somebody else pastored the church, and we had to have a team of people running the church. So I personally was not going to pastor it, and we had to make that clear right from the beginning. You know, don't come and join this church if you think Colin Urquhart's going to pastor it because he isn't. So when I was here, I would preach, but at other times, you know, other people were running the church. But you shared a common vision. How difficult was it to keep the focus on that? Um, it's, it wasn't difficult, but of course we uh, we were starting really with a fresh group of people, and um, we had years and years and years of experience of revival behind us with these four things that I've been talking about: the love, the faith, the holiness, um, the worship. Actually, worship revival happened in the early years of the church, so if you like, the church had its own revival. But we had to bring people up to speed with, with the love and the faith and um, to see these things engendered in the church. And to, to a certain extent, that, that was the case. 
As I look back now, I would love to have pastored the church myself. Why? Because I knew I could have reproduced in the church all those things that I'd lived through myself. You felt slightly distanced from it? No, I didn't feel distanced from it, but I knew that the people leading it were wonderful, anointed men, women of God, but they hadn't all experienced the revival that I'd experienced personally. And when you're in leadership, you can only reproduce what you know yourself. So looking back, I mean, I, I realized there were certain dynamics that were present there in those early days in the, in the church, but there were certain things that were missing. And my frustration was that I wasn't here consistently enough to really ensure that those things were put into the life of the church because I was still traveling so extensively. So what did you do about that? How, how, how did that resolve itself? Well, um, in, there's a sense in which it's still resolving itself, that we are still seeing more and more of those dynamics being fed into the church. The church grew very, very quickly to several hundred people. Uh, but, you know, we are an apostolic church. It's an apostolic ministry. I'll talk more about that uh, in the days ahead. But um, that meant we were constantly sending people out. We were not just gathering a people to bless this locality because, you see, our whole focus had been the nations taking the uh, and this nation seeing revival in the church. That focus was still the same. So now we were training and equipping people to do that, both in the Bible college but in the church. So every year, I don't know how many people we send out, but, I mean, we're sending people out all the time, all the time, all the time. They're going out, some of them to other parts of this country, some plant churches, some go into leadership in churches, uh, some go overseas as missionaries, some go to plant new churches. And I mean, it, it's, it's happening all the time, people just going. Of those 230, 250 people who helped to form the church, originally Kingdom Faith Church 15 years ago, are many of them still around? I, I, yes, several of them, many of them. Um, I don't know how many, but a lot of those original people would have been sent out. They would have gone out and and uh, be used of God extensively in other places. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing um, that I haven't found difficult. I, I've known that it's very important for us not to hold on to people. I'm not talking about people leaving, you know, because they take offense and things like that. You always get some people that do that. Um, which is, I believe, a very sinful thing to do. But um, uh, because, you know, they should have forgiven and not forgiven if anybody offended them, not have left in offense. But um, uh, no, no, I mean, I'm talking about people being sent out and commissioned really by God and prayed out uh, to, to go and spread the kingdom of God in other places. And, uh, of course, if you're training up people, like at the training college, you, you know there's no point in holding on to people. You're training them up to go out and bear fruit. So, you know, you, you see people. I mean, there's some people in the training college now that I think, oh, it would be wonderful to keep them in kingdom faith. But I said, no, no, that's not what God is saying for them. They've got to go out and God has got to use them in other places. And I'm always sad when I hear a pastor's holding on to especially young people, you know, afraid to let them go because they want them. No, no. If, if you let people go, God will bless the church. Uh, you know, the measure you give is the measure that you get back. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 